Hello, and welcome to Becoming, hosted by Lisa Loveland and Costa Hansis. This podcast is focused on helping you become the best version of yourself. And no matter where you are on that journey, we hope to bring you one step closer with every episode. Now, please join me in welcoming your hosts, Lisa Loveland and Costa Hansis. Hey, everybody. On today's episode, we are going to be discussing DAOs. We have Katya Praninskia, and she is the head product developer for SuperDAO. On this episode, you are going to learn basically the blueprint for a DAO and what its functions are. We hope you enjoy the show. So Katya, welcome to Becoming. Thanks so much for uh, taking the time and being on the show. Um, yeah. Katya is with uh, SuperDAO, and... Um, We've been so excited to get somebody on here to talk about DAOs. It's so new and vast and exciting and mysterious and can be a solution to so many problems um, that we see in the world and in the economy and in business. And you being the development of product at SuperDAO, uh, we were thrilled to be able to get on your schedule and have you on the show. So uh, with that, uh, welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the invitation. I'm really excited to talk on DAOs and everything you ask. Awesome. Why don't you, because not everyone viewing our, our show knows uh, what a DAO is. It's a, so can you explain, let's start with that. Let's start with the basics so that everyone has a foundation and can follow the rest of the, the, the episode. Yeah, so uh, the DAO is basically a decentralized autonomous organization, but uh, we don't really stick to this particular uh, description of what DAO is. So, uh, yeah, in a classic sense, uh, it's what I said, uh, but in more modern sense and uh, in terms of what we see now, uh, DAOs are just organizations that use blockchain for some of their operating activities. This could be like for treasury, for money, for contribution payments, for, uh, I don't know, for membership structures so that everybody in the world can see that on blockchain, you are a member of a particular DAO or, I don't know, you quitted a particular DAO. So if, uh, if an organization uses either of uh, these uh, scenarios uh, on blockchain, then we actually call this DAO. Yeah. Wonderful. What what got you interested in it? Um, so basically, I was uh, really interested in uh, community products. Uh, I loved. Uh, uh, I I still love Reddit and all the social websites and all this stuff. And I worked in the social website uh, service uh, in Russia as well. It's like Russian Facebook uh, called VK. And yeah, so at that time I started to like exploring the space of community driven products. And that's how I just ran into DAOs, even though I wasn't that interested in DeFi and crypto. But yeah, I understood that blockchain technology gives much more than money. And yeah, that's how that's how I found SuperDAO as well. So how do you, it, 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 I, I love the, the concept of decentralization, I think we need it, but there's also a lot of risk and inefficiencies in having something decentralized. Where do you think DAOs are most effective? Let's talk about a, a corporate structure. Where do you think they're most effective? Um, well, uh, I think that DAOs are most effective in the initial steps. So the usual uh, product life cycle of the company is that 
you don't have any money, uh, you don't have any product. So you need to raise raise some money from venture capitalists or um, whoever. And only then you're, uh, you're starting to like uh, build a product and provide some utility. Well, with DAOs, uh, it's a little bit of reverse. So uh, yeah, at, you still don't have any products um, and any like, and you don't have anything at start, but you like have community, you have people who believe in you uh, and they are actually ready to pay money for you because they like believe in you and they are ready to pay money ahead for your product. So you fundraise uh, from these DAOs, uh, from these uh, people, but not like the, I don't know, uh, corporate structures uh, in the standard world. So yeah, you basically, uh, the start is much easier. You the fundraising for your project is much easier and it's from people and you already at this stage, you like promise something to the members who invested in you. It could be financial utility or it could be just uh, uh, just a normal utility. Like you have a cool community, you have uh, rewards, I don't know, you have token gated chats, uh, you have um, content and so on. Right, and it's all transparent because it's all on the blockchain. So, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. A big thing too is like with DAOs, uh, we love DAOs and the whole concept too. But for most people, when you explain it, I think what's going to have to happen is we're just going to have to see more and more come about and more and more be successful so people can kind of see, okay, this DAO did this and this DAO did this and it actually was successful. Are there any DAOs that really either that are part of Super, da super DAO or just in general that you are like feel as though are great models for what like a DAO actually is and how it's incorporated? Yeah. So, um, yeah, one one of my favorite DAOs is Friends with Benefits DAO. I still I still didn't get accepted there, unfortunately. <laughs> but <laughs> I played I played there several times. I don't know why 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 they don't want me. But yeah, I love I love the concept. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm working in uh, information technology industry, but uh, I am also like fond of music and cultural cultural events, and I know that the main struggle i even tried to work in some galleries and so so the main struggle in all the creative industry is money and uh like usually they work like without without any profit and it's like in russia they work just uh, uh just with a lot of loss like they they don't earn any money and so that's why they stop like in case of friends with benefits the utility value is so high of this DAO. The like the community is so exclusive, and so and everybody feels like extremely cool like level of participation, both participation, influence, and so that's why people are ready to invest in it, and they they don't uh, like. They, they, they don't expect the financial upside of this. And that's extremely cool. I love this about Friends with Benefits because it's community, it's nonprofit. It's just just so that people get, I don't know, they, they, they just get everything they want. Uh, and at the same time, the founders of this Friends with Benefits DAO and the core team, I'm sure like they have some money and uh, yeah, they, they can leave and uh, maybe they can leave and eat something. Yeah, that's cool. So, because I'm not familiar with um, friends with benefits, I mean, I know what it means. It probably doesn't mean what I'm thinking. But um, <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what is what does the DAO do? 
Yeah, so it's uh, a DAO uh, where you like get a pass, you apply for it, and then uh, they make some cultural events, they make some lectures on culture, art, music, and all everything in creative industry. So basically, I would say in our like uh, classifications, in super DAO classifications, it's something between like community DAO where people just want to get in because there is a cool community. There are people who found it, who uh, who, who, I don't know, browsed the internet as somehow found uh, Friends with Benefits DAO. And at the same time, it's like about educational content. So um, that's why we call it like educational DAO. So they, mm -hmm. they educate their members and they share knowledge with each other. Yeah, it's so what's like the difference? Sorry, so what's the difference for the viewers to like a, a regular chat group and this DAO, Friends with Benefits? Yeah, so uh, the difference is the uh, financial incentive at start. So um, I, I, I would explain this, that uh, to, to get in, you like pay something. Uh, there is a token and uh, as like when, when, the, when the DAO becomes uh, like cooler and more people want to join it, then the DAO can actually like, they, they can raise the price for the entrance. So. Uh, they like and people like both founders are interested in um, in building your community better and so on. And also like uh, it's completely anonymous. So you don't really need to, I don't know, uh, to uh, write your name or something. You just can join because you're a cool creator or cool someone. And uh, they, they don't judge you by who you are and where, where you're from. That's cool. Yeah, it's and pretty it insane. I remember like seeing when that first started, I don't even know how much the token, I think it's like something, correct me if I'm wrong, but like you have to own like, I think it's 20 tokens or something like that, or there's some certain amount of tokens you need to own. And it, I think it started at like, I can't remember if I'm right, but like closer to like the low hundreds of dollars. And now it's like a thousand dollars a token or 2000, 3000 in dollar wise in terms of one token. Yeah, it, it, it's it's like there is like a light uh, light ticket and a cool ticket. So the light the light starts with like three hundred, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Oh, yeah, three hundred dollars. Right. So if it's anonymous, how do you verify it's the person's authenticity if they really are? How do you how do you prove that someone's cool and creative? Yep. So the, you the these people they complete a form and like they tell tell you something about themselves about what they want and you don't really need to know their like particular names or i don't know they they may have an nft avatar with uh, some monkeys and so on uh and everything everyone is cool with it uh so yeah yeah that's that's really cool so there's some built-in trust yeah yeah which is nice yeah it's yeah. kind of like the whole thing with like and, and not a lot of and no judgment yeah that's that's neat yeah, it's like the whole thing with just like NFTs in general, like society just deems like these NFTs are valuable. And so then these NFTs are now valuable. It's like the same thing with Bitcoin. People deem Bitcoin as valuable. So now Bitcoin valuable and just like board apes or any of the top projects you see, it's not like, yes, they're doing stuff that is incredible and like great stuff, like utility wise. That wasn't done until they raised the money, but people had to then believe that this thing was actually cool or it wouldn't have kind of gone to those levels so it's the same thing with like a, a DAO in in general too people deem whatever societal value and the price dictates that so i think that's super cool to see for sure yeah 
yeah, exactly. So the, the thing I like um, um, in DAOs uh, a little bit more than in like standard NFT uh, collections and NFTs that like, yeah, NFTs are cool. And some of the NFT collection uh, like owners, they, they really like say, okay, with these funds, we will, I don't know, buy uh, I don't know, uh, we will sponsor cats, I don't know, uh, who don't have home. Uh, we, we saw some some of the DAOs like that, but actually like nobody tracks what's going on. They don't have Discord. They they are just like, they, they have this collection and they promise maybe promise something, but like they, they don't have this system where everybody can verify what they do there. So the utility of just pure uh, NFT collections, sometimes, most of the times is like, uh is not clear but with with DAOs so the next step of NFT collection if they want really to do some utilities with money they raise they raised then they become a DAO so they need community they need to like tell everyone they need uh, they are voting to uh, take best decisions they can yeah. we're doing a project that's going to be coming out in a month or so that's going to include a DAO to do exactly what you're saying cool so this is cool. this is great timing. So Super DAO, what 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 does your company do? Yeah, so we are building an operating system for DAOs. So uh, that all that all all the things I mentioned to you, providing utility, raising funds is much easier. And uh, people who are not so familiar web with the Web three, but uh, actually want the concepts uh, that DAO provide. Uh, they, they could just launch a DAO and they could just secure it on blockchain so that like blockchain helps with all this like financial security, uh, on-chain presence and all this stuff. Yeah, so uh, basically uh, the first thing we are doing is where our starting point is NFT collections themselves because we see that most of the DAOs uh, right now, if we like count them, they, they are actually DAOs which started from NFT collections. There are also a lot of DAOs in DeFi and other industries, but uh, w which are like, which are much complicated and uh, kind of Web3 native. Not anybody, not everybody can understand what's going on there. But yeah, so we are more about some utility and fundraising DAOs, which are much easier in use. That's great. So. I was going to say, in terms of like they have a, an idea for like a, a DAO, could you kind of take us through like the process of how they would work? Like they come to Super DAO and like what happens? They have an idea for a genius idea for a revolutionary DAO, which probably has been done before, but hey, you never know. There's new ideas popping up every day. How would that yeah. kind of work? Yeah. So um, uh, a person or a group, better uh, a group of people, when it's a group of people, then we actually, we trust them much, much better than that they can uh, create a community. Uh, so th there are several types of people who come to us. Those who already have community or for instance, web, web to, I don't know, uh, company uh, who like needs to, I don't know, grow it, a grow member base or raise funds. So these are the main uh, things which any organization wants. Uh, they, they come to us, they either already have uh, the community or they are just planning to start it. And uh, they are like, okay, so what, what we do next? We want to grow members or we want to raise funds. Uh, we are like, okay, we in, in the current stage, we consult 
all the DAOs who come to us. And like, I, I do a lot of this uh, consulting personally. So I have like, I guess, uh, several hundreds of DAO scenarios in my head already. Uh, and we say, okay, so you want to grow member base. Uh, we think the best thing to start with uh, launch some NFTs, airdrop NFTs to the most active members you already have. So other members understand that, yeah, there is a value in participation in this DAO and like you, you become cool, you get some status value. And so that they contribute more. Uh, maybe those NFTs could be sold later or you can just make them non-transferable. So like you just get this badge like on Reddit uh, like uh, the, the badge that you are cool in this community. And then, yeah, so they they make some tier system like uh, restrict chats by the holders of the NF NFTs and content. And then they just, if you, if some DAOs just stop with that, they make some voting based on this NFTs and yeah, and they maybe take some decisions on, um, on something, but on chain, uh, but uh, most of the DAOs, if they want to evolve, they need some money to operate, to make some cool stuff. So then they begin fundraising. And yeah, so maybe these NFT holders fundraise, maybe they uh, make an NFT sale so other people can get access to these really cool people who got airdrop at start uh, and yeah, some utility there. And then they can decide together on what they spend money. So the usual life cycle of like this kind of DAOs I uh, I told you is like, when you get to money, it's like several months. Uh, so you, you don't really start with money at first. You can, uh, yeah, you can also have some tradable tokens like Ethereum and Bitcoin from stars. So it's a very strange and complicated uh, treasury system, but nobody is ready for such kind of decentralization right from start. So yeah, you start just with simple things and we help with that. It's fascinating. So how do you work with, I know there's not a lot of regulation in the space, um, but let's talk about that a little bit. So you come up with, you know, this incredible idea and you've got a treasury associated with it and there really aren't any regulations right now. What happens when regulations come into the space? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So and, as soon, and yeah. you don't, and, you, and you're, you're not, you don't pass. Yeah. So as soon as you start to promise some financial upside, then you are regulated. If you just like sell tickets for your community or I don't know, uh, sell voting rights for what your community will do, uh, who whom would full sponsor? And it's like nonprofit, for instance, or like nonprofit at this stage, for instance, then you actually like don't like right now, I would say right now you don't have any regulation. But uh, as soon as you start as like an, an investing DAO, so you want to invest in something and you will like uh, earn money in something, you promise your members financial upside. So that's when you get regulated, when you need to uh, all your members to have KYC, like so to be accredited, accredited investors. And yeah, uh, but without without all this investment thing, you're, you aren't regulated at all. I think I was hearing somebody else talk about a different way to do it in terms of like, if you are doing investments and interested to hear your take. So like, if you were to raise money, I think it would be different if you like you as the community then bought something like an NFT, for example, then 
held it in, in the treasury versus like and taking that money and then doing some more stuff for the community versus then I guess giving money back to like the uh, promising financial stuff. If it just stays within the community and the community keeps raising money to do new things, is that one way to kind of like work around that whole idea of like investable assets? Uh, yeah. So I, I I'm not sure I, I I got your question right. Could could you could you repeat again? Yeah. So I mean, like if I know a lot of projects talk about like DAOs, a DAO buying like an NFT, like they go and they they want to buy like a board ape or a crypto punk. This DAO wants yeah. to go buy. They would then take that, go as a community, pool the funds together, buy that NFT, and then that NFT would sit in their community, and then the community would then decide what happens to that NFT. But they yeah. can't promise along the way that that CryptoPunk or Board Ape will go up in value, and there will be financial return. It would just have to sit within the community fund. Yeah. So uh, yeah, exactly. So th there are there are some DAOs who do both the first thing and the second thing. But like when when you buy NFT, which is just like CryptoPunk for like two hundred members, usually they maybe they don't say th this, but it's either for meme or for financial upside. So uh, yeah, this like there there are plenty of services who provide this like particular one asset uh, buyout so like uh, and tokenize uh, one asset to like 200 members but actually like uh, still no, no nobody uh, has answers how it is regulated because i mean how to regulate people who buy a monkey and i don't know then sell it uh, yeah, I think we ha will have a lot of updates in regulation uh, terms uh, during the next year. Yeah. I was just going to ask you that. When do you think that regulation is going to come? When, when do you think we're going to start seeing DAOs as a more um, common practice? When better better services for DAO yeah. launching <laughs> and operation. Good answer. Good answer. Get to the market. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we, we just see that we are really early stage and we see that like the the demands, it, it, it really goes faster than what we can offer. So we, we just have a queue of DAOs who want something, but we, we are we are building really fast, but we can't be that, that fast. And hopefully there are plenty of projects emerging on the market right now. Uh, but if you see like how many actual DAOs, uh, another thing I love about blockchain is that all information is transparent so i can see product metrics of all other like all, all, all our competitors and i can see that we are not actually comp competitors the only thing we are like we need right now is just to grow the market and as soon we uh, as soon as we succeed with this uh yeah so someone will come and regulate us but we, we need to for, uh, to solve the first uh, thing right I think education is like the biggest thing too of like becoming knowledgeable. Of course, like this podcast would be a great example too. But um, is there any other resources for people that want to learn more about DAOs in terms of like structuring that? Where's the best place for them to go for that? Yeah. So, um, uh, and recent Harvards ha uh, definitely have a great knowledge base uh, on this. Um, uh, I, I would uh, recommend the generalist article. It's uh, one article on the generalist resource, which uh, when I got to know what is DAOs, that is the first article I read and it was the best decision. I, I didn't really know uh, learn much after I, I, I read that article. So um, yeah, and actually then after, after you understand the, the basics, just go to the Twitter and uh enter the discourse uh follow the DAOs, and for instance uh like 
just choose a DAO you want to be engaged with. When you join a DAO, then you understand how it works and you understand what you want, what usually DAOs want and what they don't want. Yeah. Gotcha. That's, that's great. Well, this was so informative and you were so clear and articulate on it on a very confusing subject. <laughs> so this was, this was awesome. Thank you so much. Awesome. Cool. Where can people learn more about uh, SuperDAO? Uh, just go to our website. Uh, we have a DAO hand, uh, handbook as well. Uh, I, I, I forgot to advertise it, uh, but yeah, we, we, we have a DAO handbook so you can learn more on how to start your DAO. Uh, you can fill out a form if you want to start a DAO and just, um, I'll consult you <laughs> yeah, on how to do this. Awesome. Wonderful. Katya, thank you very much. We look forward to keeping in touch. Thank you for listening to this episode of Becoming. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort, and we'll catch you in the next episode.